Pickaxe. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hello, everyone. Good morning. That's what I Internet. want the internet to be. Me Talk groaning like I've just, woken up. It's, it's uh, it sounds like a bit of a like a posh groan, like a like a like a Prince Philip or like a <laughs> like a ghoulish, That's like a bit yawning. of a ghoulish groan. Just imagine King Charles stretching in the morning. <laughs> Working all those knots out. Yeah, I've been watching the uh, the Crown, and I made it up to season four. And let Mm. me tell you, season four, you have Prince Philip, uh, Prince Prince Charles, which you would have been at the time, and Margaret Thatcher, and uh, the 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 groaning levels are just like (laughs) off the fucking charts with those three. It's just like constant it's good oh, i've been i've been sneezing sorry i just sneezed over you I've, oh, i'm worried i've got a cold or something today yeah, everyone, has, a... mate. everyone has it's, yeah. it's half the it's country cold, it's cold and flu season yeah. and um or i've just it's not i've caught a chill i've, I've yeah. been rained on I've, i'm run down i'm weakened my immune system is i've not been looking after myself that's that's what it is i think I, I, i'll say on be on i'll be honest with you um the kids have gone back after summer break. takes a, takes a couple of months to really kick in, uh-huh. but once it starts, it spreads like wildfire. My yeah. eldest is never sick. She never ever gets sick. Never. She hardly ever has to take a day off school. She had three days off school this week. She was poorly, properly poorly. So I mean, if she's getting sick, Jesus Christ, Jesus. And talking to Margaret Thatcher, apparently she never had a sick. She was never. I was never sick a day in my life. I can't no. do Margaret Thatcher. I think um, she just had this crazy work ethic from having like a really, really boring childhood. Because <laughs> yeah. I think her dad was a shop owner and an alderman, right? So I think so, yeah. She spent all day in a shop and then uh, watched him write speeches and then went to the conferences where he would do his speeches. And just that was ex- her whole childhood. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, really cool, isn't it? Yeah. Hold nice. on, I have to ask Mrs. F a very quick question. It's all right, it doesn't matter if it goes out on the podcast. Love, that wasn't a vegetarian sausage and egg muffin, was it? Okay, good. All right. No, it's excellent. I was just saying the sausage was really good and I thought you tricked me again. (laughs) (laughs) You remember what happened last time you tricked me. She does it. She'll do it. She'll just give me a sausage roll and I eat it. She's like, that's a vegan sausage roll. Yeah. Uh, it spices things up though, right? They say yeah. variety is the spice of life, right? Like sometimes getting pranked. It's just a little prank. Like don't, Indeed. don't, don't worry about I it. I think they had the marks of 
They're little marks of love, though. Those things. Oh yeah, no, we love to mess with each other, just, but very subtly. Like we don't really, we're not pranking each other and and stuff like that. It's Did we talk little, about little... this on the podcast? I can't remember. I, I was for some reason, loads of people I was hanging out with started talking all about their love language. Love language? Well, like dirty talk. No, no. So there's this thing called love language, which which you're supposed to be a specific archetype. Oh right. What makes you fall in love with people, or what? How to exp- how people express their love for someone, right? right. Huh. And it's kind of this slightly bogusy ideas, but the, the five are compliments, like words of affirmation. So right. it's like that people. Some people love that, and some people love giving that. So it's different. Spending quality time. That's the second one. Right. The next one is receiving and giving gifts. Right. Which does is, a is fat load count as a gift? <laughs> 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 I was gonna say, like, uh, when you're doing it, like, on somebody's face, and you say, "With my compliments." Um, oh my god! Um, Does that count? Is that a gift? I don't know. That depends. And then, um, acts of service is the next one. So that's like, you know, I guess making, doing the laundry or something. Um, yeah. And then physical touch is the last one, which I think by default everyone seems to think that's their the thing they like. It's just the um, yes. best one, honestly. I, I, I honestly, I've been married for 20 years. I've never thought about any of this stuff. Like, No, um, no. I wouldn't break it down. I'd say it's a combination of all of them. It really is just a combination of all of them. Yeah. I, I feel like with a lot of this this, this stuff, and maybe this is not a, a great take, or maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like a lot of this stuff comes from people who are you know have had Mor- a successful relationship or or are happily married but they just can't help themselves but to like give people advice that is never really going to work sort of thing like right. imagine imagine somebody really taking all of this on board and then trying to robotically become a well-balanced version of all these things rather than just being themselves and meeting somebody who accepts them for just being themselves i right? don't think it's i don't think it's trying to force people to do something different but i think the basically that he says that in order to discover someone else's love language, you must observe the way they express love to others, analyze what they complain about most often and what they request from their significant other most often. And people tend to naturally give love in the way that they prefer to receive love. Right. And couples can have a better communication if they demonstrate caring via the other person's love language. An example would be if I'll a husband's it. love language is acts of service, he may right. be confused. He may when be a cuck. He does the laundry <laughs> and his wife does not perceive that as an act of love, simply just performing household duties. Right. Uh, the love language she prefers is words of affirmation. Oh, right. Um, so he, he needs to express his love to her. All right, I, guess you, I guess it's like, a, listen, it's, it's no, what you, you listen. Do. Just do them no, all, you all the time. No, you listen. And then it's like a crapshoot. You go on, you go, Pete Flex. All right, so all of this shit that talks about how you need to analyze this and change your behavior that, if you guys are together and it's not going well, I don't think you're going to be able to actually genuinely turn it around in any meaningful way and suddenly adjust the way you do things day to day all the time. Because you can't no, just do no. it for a couple of weeks. But that's but- basically saying you need to analyze this and become a completely different person. Yeah. Otherwise, this relationship isn't going to work. I would suggest the relationship isn't working because you guys just aren't getting along and it, it just hasn't worked out. How yeah. about that? Rather you than saying, we, point- we need to fix this. Yeah. It's not a fucking carburetor. You can't just take it apart, fix, fix a couple of bits, oil this, grease that, and back, put it back together. 
It's just not working. That's it. And if it does work, know. you don't need think, to fucking analyze it. I think there is a lot of people who have are unhappy in their relationships, but sure. they're staying together for the kids or they want to stay together. And But they've got distracted by something, either yeah. some sort of negative hobby or like, I don't know, just watching too much porn or God knows what it is, right? That's caused them to yeah. like fall out of love sure. with each other. And the therapy and couples counseling is a thing that does bring people back together and can revitalize a flagging relationship. I'm not saying that we should chuck it out the window, but no. I think that you, like, like there's definitely an element of that P-flex. You shouldn't try and be fake to... No. I just think, can um, you really keep that going? I like, think it's hard to get to the stuff. point where you have to do a complete reversal of things yeah. that have happened, which Change is your personality really hard that. for most people to do. Let's face it. Like most people will not just change a huge aspect of their life yeah. on it's a just, whim. But you know, also, like, even it takes if they time. try to change, dude, I mean, can you really maintain that? I, I th- you know, here's, here are some things I, I think, think like the damage has kind can. of been done by then too, right? Like right, if you're at I, the I point like... where you've recognized or your partner's recognized that you really need to change, it's going to take so much work to undo. It's going to be so hard. It sucks, yeah. right? Like, I think honestly, the, in terms of marriage counseling, I know a few people who, who've gone through this. I think the main thing is the resentment builds up over unspoken bones of contention, right? Yeah. So there'll be some problem between you two that, that isn't being talked about. And if it all comes out, everybody gets very emotional and it's it can get out of control very quickly. The key, I think, is in any kind of situation where a relationship is struggling, is if you get a third party, like a marriage counselor, say, to essentially mediate what needs to happen is the airing of all the dirty laundry and the cobwebs and all the rest of it. Once that's come out and you're saying why you're frustrated, that's how people start to come back together. Yeah. And whatever you guys, when people got together, whatever it was in the early days, it will have changed over time because, I mean, like, you know, you and I are in the same boat, Chris. We, we've been together with our partner a very long time. Yeah. And we've gone from being just goofy kids together to being responsible adults with children and mortgages and shit like that. Yeah. You're not the same person. No. Over you've, that time, you've you've changed. You've and you're neither fucking... is your partner because no, exactly. the two of you, hopefully, in that time, will have evolved together, right? Right. And become but you've been stronger. through so many yeah. things together. So many I mean, it's key not, moments. It's never perfect, though. Like I wouldn't no. say I wouldn't say that it's it's perfect for me. I'm I'm happy. Like things right. go well a, a lot of the time, but there's there's still things that are. Not like a problem for us, but there's there there's definitely like issues, external issues, hundred percent that, that crop up time and time again. But we're so used to talking about them and dealing with them that even that evolves, right? But it's ongoing. It's not just like okay, we've we've, we've solved this and we're done. And we're never going to talk about all, it again. That's we're very not healthy like, either, right? Like we're, right. we're also problem solving guys who want to look at a problem <laughs> and be like, well, that's oh, the this thing. If there's not I, a problem, we're not talking about it. And if there is a problem, how we're do we fix, fix it? it? You're yeah, right. I'm, I, I think, I'm really uh, interested crazy. in fixing all of the problems. But no, there's there's always stuff. There's 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 recurring things for sure that we've just like I said, we've gotten used to discussing at length, and we know where we stand on it. But it's something. Thing, it's like, you know, it'll be something that's a trigger point for one of us where, you know, we threaten to go off on one and the other person will have to, you know what I mean? There's 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 tons of little things like that, right? And it's just, right. I, I, I feel that that's just what a relationship with another person is like sometimes, right? There's what, like... What are like, give, give us an example of something. I want to find out what your love language, or your you think your love language might be according to this book. I don't right? know. I, I, I don't think mine Give me an example that. of like something that you do loving to your 
to your wife. I, I tell you what, she, what I, I think the key to our relationship, right, is that she makes me laugh and I make her laugh. And I try to make her have one big laugh every day. Yeah. Like, really, really make her laugh. At least That's a once good one, a day. yeah. And it's not like I go out of my way to do it. I'm just that funny. That, you know, <laughs> we're hanging out. But it, it really, I think that, like, laughing has been the, the biggest thing that we've shared is we have a very similar sense of humor. Yeah. And we, we have, I'm sure you have the same thing, Sips. Uh, in jokes that only you two know, and they can oh, go man, back yeah. fucking decades. God, yeah. There'll be some moment that you've both shared, which is like, oh my God, this is so funny. And yeah. it just stays with you. And just referencing it makes you both laugh. For sure. Like, I love that. One of my, I, I have one of my favorites, one of my all time favorites, which I, I'm not going to share. I, I guess I should. It's a share. private one, yeah. Well, no, it, that's it's, fine. Not, it's not weird. It is funny. Uh, I'll, I'll tell it to you guys. Okay. So this is a relative of ours. Uh, I'm not going to name any names was driving us. Uh, this is when we'd recently moved up to London. And this relative is is uh, pretty, had, has had a pretty closeted life, I'd say, um, if that's the word. Like quite, shall sheltered. we, hasn't really, sheltered. You're in a bubble. Yeah. yeah, hasn't seen many black people in their lives, is <laughs> right. how I'd put it. Right. Uh, they, uh, the relative is driving us in the car and it's quite a narrow London street and another car pulled over to let us go past and the driver of this other car was black. And as we went past, the relative slowed the car, wound down the window and said, And yelled out, are you from Africa? <laughs> no, he said, a call back he said thanks, man. And I've never heard this relative use the term man in my life. So I think he said, thanks, man, because the guy was black. And we, we say that to each other all the time. It's just so funny. Oh, that is funny. Yeah. Right. Little things like that are great. I think with uh, with uh, with uh, me and my wife, it's, it's, it's like lots of little things now. It's a lot more practical because of where we're at right now with having so many kids and stuff, right? So it'll just be like really little things. Like, it, like if my wife gets back from like being in town with the baby or taking the baby to like a, a lesson or, or, or something like that, I, I make her tea. And that and that's enough. She's just like, oh my god, I just needed somebody to make me tea Honestly. when I got in. It makes such a huge, uh, it's such a huge deal. I know it's such a small thing, but I just I like that somebody's got my back in that sense. Oh, and it's just if, it's if, like if the if smallest Mrs. thing. Brings but, me a cup of tea. It's that's that's it. I love her for the whole rest yeah. Of the day. Exactly. Likewise, I'll just be sitting here streaming or whatever, and she'll just bring me tea, and I'm just like, oh my god, this is fucking this fantastic. is the best. Yeah. And so and I mean, very occasionally the, the she'll McLaughlin. bring like a mini Twix or something as well, and I'm just like, oh. fuck me, like. I mean, I, you know, I sometimes, uh, like Mrs. F just got on a Friday, we quite often get get breakfast set, like brought in, you know, yeah. when you deliver or whatever. So she got me a sausage and egg muffin from Leon, which is actually really good. I love that. I yeah. fucking love that. It <laughs> me makes too. Me so just happy. really simple things, like yeah. uh, you know, like we just like to when when like when the kids are going to school and the baby's sleeping. We'll just go somewhere and get a coffee. And it's oh, just like, yeah. oh man, even just like for five minutes, it's just like, fuck, this is so, so great. Like you just, this is such a nobody's British asking me a book. question or, right. or whatever, you know, we're just, we can just have a, it's just a chat. Honestly, and even if we're not talking about anything overly important, it's just nice, you know, we can just, just talk lovely, about a yeah. show that we're watching or but like. Don't, don't you find that, like, that's the other thing is like, I can talk to Mrs. F. Like we can we can just go out to dinner just us and we even though we live together and very little yeah. happens that yeah. the other isn't aware of we could talk for ages. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you ever have I those times that. where you're just like you you get really caught up in talking about something and then you're like you you look at your watch and you're like holy shit it's like two in the morning like we should really go not to bed. for a long time because yeah. Mrs F goes to bed very early. <laughs> yeah. She's like 
we 9 30 10 o'clock it, it doesn't happen so much now but like it still does happen occasionally but it's kind of nice to think that you could be married to somebody for so long and spend so much time day to day with them and stuff but still have a ton of stuff to say to each other like uh like i i, I don't find i don't think i've ever had like a really awkward conversation with my with my no, wife or anything no, either same. like it's always been because we're, we're pretty upfront about stuff like if if stuff bugs us or whatever we'll say it like you know like she'll just be straight up like um but you so know. do you think that's the 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 language of love, I think, uh, for us would be honesty and humor. Trust right, that's as well. Because you, yeah. you have to trust the other person that you can just be yourself around them. Right. Not feel like you're going to be judged or, um, you know, but have that, somebody... But that's the thing. That, that's the key thing, right? Yeah. Is be, being yourself. And I think a lot of these self-help fucking things are telling you that basically you need to change your behavior to make this work. Yeah, but but That's my point, I is feel... if, if being yourself isn't working out, it's not going to work out, because you can't be yeah. someone else if you all can, the time. If you can be be yourself and meet somebody who genuinely loves you for being yourself, it's the yeah. best, right? It's the, it. It's the best possible outcome, but it's such a great feeling, too. Like, you yeah, never yeah. feel like, uh, like, I don't know, I guess some people just feel like really, like, uh, desperate or down in the dumps with their relationship or, or whatever, but, like, I, I've never felt like that like i've always felt like you know my partner has my back no matter what it doesn't matter what it is yeah. like even if it's really like you know out there or like controversial or whatever i feel like like she would she would have my back and it's just nice to know right i think she yeah. feels the Super same healthy. way about me. yeah i think like a lot of people say their partner is their best friend as well and i think that that is definitely something that i've experienced as well um with my most recent relationship but i think that was quite hard um, to process, um, you know, falling out of love with someone, but still being very um, good friends with them. You yeah. know, I think it's it's hard to. I think yeah, it's definitely nice. It's it's. I think some one of the things you said, Sips, was 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 really nice. Like you know, that they won't judge you or or be critical of you. You know, yeah. I think that's definitely a red flag when you see these people in relationships. I don't know, kind of being mean, like a like, little bit mean to each other. A little I mean, bit. Obviously, but, uh, but obviously, like there's meanness and there's meanness. You know, when we're sure. when we're best friends, God, the things we say to each other in Dota, <laughs> holy crap! Yeah, well, um, I mean. But the the thing is, like, even sometimes if they judge you or are critical of you, you you know that it's not like that's not the final word in it, right? Like they're reasonable enough where you can have a discussion and come to like an agreement or a compromise on it as well, right? Like it's yeah. not it it's it's knowing that that's also possible, and I think that that helps too. You know, it's not just like this. Yeah. You're condemned. I've judged you. Uh, or I've been critical of you, and that's it. We're like, there's no way we can go from from here, sort of thing. I've never felt like that either. You know, Fuck I've always it. I've always felt like <laughs> I could explain, you know, to to my part, my wife, and say, you know, like there there be some reasoning with it. You know, like there there would be some reasonableness about it. All right, I I got a question for you guys, and this is this is kind of similar. How, how how often do you find yourselves? being too trusting. And I'm not talking about relationships. I'm not talking about too trusting of your partner or whatever. I'm just saying, how often do you find that you you believe other people more than other people seem to believe other people? Um, probably more often than I should. Like, I, I, I tend to give people the benefit of the doubt, you know? Like, I, I don't know if my, I don't know if my judge of character immediately is great. You know what I mean? Right. My wife is insane with this. She like she'll meet somebody and within a moment like she'll have formed some opinion about them or get some feeling about them and I'm not even kidding she's always right it's insane 
Like, uh, like anytime I meet somebody new, I'm always like, Hey, you got to meet my wife. <laughs> Cause I, I like, it's like passing them through a test. Like it's like, it's like, it's like the, doing the traitor test on TTT. Like, like when the Terminator comes into the, uh, the underground human base and they've got those dogs there. Oh man. Yeah, you should have your wife there. She's a Terminator. He's a fucking Terminator. Yeah. And she's oh, never man. been wrong. Like if she, if she meets somebody and she's like, uh, I don't know, like they seem like there's something about them. Like they're just, they're off somehow or whatever. They're always off. Like it's, so, it's insane. I, I, I have a similar kind of thing where I meet people and I just don't like them. And I think the main reason is I can tell very quickly that they don't like me, which is it's really obvious when people don't like me because it's it's hard to like me. So when people meet me and don't like me, they, they can barely conceal their contempt. So I'm like, well, I don't like this fucking guy. Yeah, he clearly doesn't like me. So that's that. We're enemies now. And Man, I'm never going to talk to this person. I don't know That's about you guys, but goes. most people I meet, I feel like they don't like me. And I've gotten to the point now where I just don't give a shit. I was no, like, I don't give a shit. Like if, just if, you, if you like person. me or you don't like me, it's a really it's no consequence to me whatsoever. Like right. you have to put up with me for a second while I talk to you and then we can move on or whatever. But like, I, I, I always get like weird, I don't know, like, like some strange like vibes from people. Like, I, I don't know. Like I always, I always hmm. feel like people are friendlier to each other than they are to me somehow. Or, <laughs> yeah, I know maybe I'm mean. like a narcissist or something. I don't know. But no, I think it's just, um, especially because of the, the job that we do, which is like, there's people watching us all the time. I think we're we're all quite acutely aware of. I mean, I streamed yesterday for for nearly eight hours. Right. So I'm on camera for eight hours, which nobody fucking has to do that ever, unless they're like being watched in prison, uh. or you know, they're I don't know a streamer. <laughs> like that's yeah, I can't yeah, think yeah. of any other jobs. So I I kind of get acutely aware of wh how I'm perceived because of that. Like years of that being on camera one way or another, being yeah. on a panel or whatever, you know, you, you scratch your nose and everybody sees it and all that kind of stuff. So you, you kind of have this acute awareness of being looked at and uh, evaluated by other people. Yeah. When I'm streaming, I, I'm not thinking about that at all, but the, your subconscious must be thinking about it. I, so maybe I, when I, you're meeting people, you're evaluating how they're evaluating you. Like you're spending too much a of your of a brain. Of a mirror that. here, right? Like I think you you obviously like the love language thing. I think you project your own insecurities onto other people and assume that that, you know, just because maybe you don't like other people, they don't like you. I think like I, 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 I can see why, and certainly I know a lot of people and there are reasons why I wouldn't like them, but I don't really think that I, there's many people in real life that I dislike actually at the moment. I think I'm very trust. I think I am very trusting, and I I always I try and assume the best of people, or, right. or at least yeah, at least e like to the point where you know even like a, a negative Twitter or a negative tweet or a negative YouTube comment, some people can't help but rise to that fire, and they they read the worst into it. Whereas I read that that person is stupid or a child or joking or a stupid child or yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, like or it's a bad joke or or that it's something I've done. You know, the way we talk to each other, oftentimes, you know, people talk to me in the way that I talk to Duncan and Simon and joke with people like that. And and it, obviously it's inappropriate like to do in person, but I never think that, that that they're like that. I can see why people wouldn't like me as well. I can understand why I would rub people up the wrong way because I'm... I'm fairly blunt and I, I make stupid jokes and I don't necessarily I don't know. Like I think you're, watch I, myself. I actually think you're 
a fairly charming person. Like, you know, you're, well, you're good. You got nice, uh, nice interpersonal skills. Like you're not, you're not like awkward or anything like that. You know, like some people are just like fucking painful. Like to you're talk talking to. to Lewis right now. Yeah. No, I, I don't find Lewis too bad. Or maybe I'm just used to him now. I mean, I, I've known him for a long time, so maybe I'm just used to him, but um, no, I don't find it. I don't, I don't ever find you like awkward or anything like that. I think but. I'm definitely overly trusting of people. I think I, I really do like give people the benefit of the doubt and it's led me astray but it's also the opposite too i think it's helped me more than it's hurt me because there's only a minority of people who actually are scumbags um that i've come across and you know i think that even that that is is they should have known better or you know they let their they let their animal urges or whatever get the best of them. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I yeah. feel like in a sense, it was more that they were just, a, a, again, a bit poorly educated or, or like just not sure. I don't know, like lured away and, and went in yeah. a bad place. Everyone makes mistakes, right? And, yeah, yeah. and, you know, in these days of internet cancel culture, it's very easy to, you know, forget that we used to be able to forgive people, but now, you know, um, everything you do and everything you tweet is written down and there forever used for a world to see. Against you, yeah. yeah. So here's why I ask, because I suddenly had, you know, when you have a memory of something from fucking years ago, yeah. and even if it's something that's kind of embarrassing or whatever, it was so long ago and you were so young, you kind of give yourself a free pass and you're like, well, I didn't know better. I was just a kid. I was, I've, I've always been very, very bad at spotting when people are obviously like lying about something like a story that's so ridiculous that I should be able to see through it straight away. Yeah. And I just believe them, especially if they're a friend of mine. I'll believe you want to believe them though, right? Because right. I think it comes back to just giving people the benefit of the doubt, you know, like even I, if- I agree, Sips, but, but, but then you, you remember... haven't heard how fucking ridiculous this story that so, I- Okay, so then <laughs> what happens oh, though? Boy, I'm, ready. Right, I'm, I'm, list I'm looking forward to it, but take this with a pinch of salt because People always exaggerate their stories to make them sound better. And then they tell those stories again and again, and then they eventually become corrupted. And, well, and way to go. they think well, that way to ruin the, the podcast. The version, like every story. We've done this. <laughs> this we've is a whole this. podcast is us telling stories <laughs> telling, that get spicier and spicier every yeah. time you retell yeah, them. If, if people like, you know, look through our 10 or 15 years of broadcast <laughs> history, they're going to hear many different versions of the same story. And, and I will swear blind that the latest version is the true one. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, for sure. For sure. So it's, he, it's here's how it, how it went. Stories get better guess, the older they get, right? They I guess I would have been about 13, maybe 14. And my friend Keith in, uh, well, there's a name you don't hear anymore. No, you do way. not see many Keiths anymore, no, right? My friend Keith in school, Told we we were we really wanted to get into to LARPing, right? It was a relatively new thing. Very few places in the UK did it at that time. Like so there were some, but it's now, I mean, the gathering and all that kind of shit. It's like thousands of people across Europe coming together for these big LARPing events. It was still considered like pretty out there. And as we were young kids, we couldn't exactly go off and do this stuff by ourselves. We didn't know any any anyone else really. There were there were some people in the class that would have done it, but there was no way we could do it. So my friend Keith told me that he did regular LARPing and I was like, oh wow. And he told me where it was. It was like somewhere in Bournemouth. Out in the out in the sticks a bit in Bournemouth. And I was like, uh, you know, what kind of costumes do you goes, oh oh yeah, you have to wear a costume, but the monsters don't wear costumes. The monsters are holograms. Okay. I was like, what? He goes, yeah, they're like projected, like they project the hologram 
creatures. Right. So you fight them. Uh, and if you sh hit them, they'll like the hologram will change, like it will react to the hit. I was like, really? He goes, yeah. So the other day I was uh, I was out with my mates, you know, we're LARPing. We're patrolling through the forest and I see a goblin up in a tree and it looked like the goblin was there because it was just a projected hologram. And I was like, wow, this sounds amazing. What I should have said was, wow, this sounds like absolute fucking bollocks. Why am I believing this? For months, he strung me along, telling me a little bit more about it. Right. I arranged to go and meet up with him. He kept canceling at the last minute. It never occurred to me that he was full of shit. Until eventually, I just must have stopped talking about it. I can't remember. There was no showdown where I was like, you're fucking lying. It's just like, who believes that? Holograms, fucking holograms being projected. And this is just some local LARPing group in Bournemouth. This would be on the fucking news that people have figured out how to project holograms that look like life. Like, we can't do that now. No, can you imagine they could do that now, though? Man, those, oh, man. those LARPers I mean, would be we going do, it would crazy. just be VR, right? But it was yeah. like... I, I actually believe so it. So now, and do I, you have like It occurred a, to me how, that I must have been very stupid back then, and I'm worried I'm not less stupid now. Does Am this, I still is, capable? Is this a trigger point for you now? Like, if you if you detect that somebody might be lying, do you have a flashback to Keith? Um, Keith, telling me about telling his fucking you, hologram love. Yeah, but like almost like like they can't stand you. You know, like you you have like the memory of him like laughing with his yellow <laughs> ass teeth, saying that there's it's, projected goblins in the tree, and you just like, no. I just feel bad, man, because Keith, Keith was a good lad. Um, he he was just he had a lot of troubles at home, I think, and well, I think his escape was making shit up, lying, almost yeah. like a fantasy world, and telling you It'd about be interesting it was to kind see of how him. Keith's life has been. I like. I, can, I know what he did after school. Well, what did he do? He managed the sex shop in town. Okay, amazing. Yeah, yeah. sure. I mean, uh, I think there's an element of that in everyone, right? Certain, a certain childlike imagination, but also I think there's this kind of slightly addictive thing when someone is paying attention to you and they're like wrapped and they're like hanging on your every word. Exactly. Yeah. There's this allure to like carry on going, and this is like. You know, if you could make someone laugh, then you don't want to stop. You want to just keep, you know, it's it's kind of this addictive thing, right? Um, it's this high. I don't know. I'm, maybe I'm a bit weird in this sense, but when people start acting like that around me, I'm kind of done. Like, I feel like I've conquered them. <laughs> you know, like, if you're hanging on every word I've said, I got nothing else to do. <laughs> like, I don't need you anymore. Like, it's the pursuit of, you know, like, I'm trying to win people you're, over. Once I've won them, I'm the done. Chase, I'm not the, yeah. I don't know. Right. Maybe you guys aren't like that. That's but, your but, love language. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, you're absolutely right about stories getting better the older they get. So, me and Simon went out this week for the first time in like five or maybe even like like seven or eight years like simon and i are obviously very close friends but we see each other about one afternoon a week where we hang out and do a podcast and chat about stuff and it's about the right amount we can both handle of each other you know um it's like we're not we haven't got a lot in common but we do get on very well and we have a very similar sense of humor and simon um had been telling me for some time, this is very unusual, had actually been communicating with me and saying, you know, oh, you know, make sure you're free on Sunday at 6.30. And so he, you know, warned me a week before, then he warned me the day before, and then he warned me the day of, you know, as if I was like not going to turn up. But he wouldn't tell me what I was going to do with him, right? What we were going to do together. So I turn up outside his place um, and it's in, it, it was, we went to the Bristol Tobacco Factory, which is a theatre, old, like kind of old, very hipstery theatre, you know, 
And Brian Blessed was doing a charity sort of evening with Brian Blessed. So 80 minutes of him talking, basically. Kind of very unscripted. He's done a few of them before across the country for raising money for these Nepalese charities that he's involved with. Because, you know, he's... He's been up, you know. He's been to Nepal quite a few times, and he was actually up Everest. Like I think, I think he's climbed Everest four times. Wow! Blessed. Anyway, show off, he's eh? he is a a spectacularly unique man, and his he sort of had this meandering. He's eighty six, um, and he's, he's got 86. this huge, Jesus. huge, huge history. He was obviously in theatre and film for a lot of his life, but he became this adventurer he walked the north pole and one of his stories was he was walking and i i know i shouldn't tell this because it's his story right but i feel like this is an example right i'm using it one of his stories is he was walking to the north and the, the, the the eight minutes was peppered with things exactly like this unbelievable stories he was walking to the north pole okay uh as the oldest man ever to walk to the north pole he was 73 Mm -hmm. Um, and he was with his little group and he was walking across the ice, the magnetic North Pole. Yeah. And here's this like rumbling and this sort of cracking and this sort of humming. And he's like, what the fuck's going on? And to the right of them, the, the ice starts cracking and breaking. And it's a fucking red October Russian icebreaker comes out, a submarine comes out of the ice, right? And surfaces. Um, and obviously they've spotted these guys on the, on the, you know, on, I don't know, satellite or something. They've seen them. So the Russians get out and they come over and um, they sort of talk to the, these guys. And one of them, who's the, the officer, says, you know, says, to, says, looks at Brian, is like, could you, could you say Gordon's alive? <laughs> um, and, and so Brian has to like, it's like, it's like, imagine you're, Getting recognised by the Russian guy. Can you sing Diggy Hall for me? <laughs> exactly, it's like that. Uh, oh. And it's an, obviously an absolutely banging story. Um, and I, I almost, it's almost too good to believe, right? Mm-hmm. If it wasn't coming from him, you know, um, you know, it's almost, it's almost too good. And, and there's, there's so many other ones like that. Like he's met. You know, these incredibly famous characters. He went to Bristol school. So he had spent a lot of time talking about how he was at the, the old Vic Bristol Theatre and Peter O'Toole was his friend. Right. Uh, you know, obviously a famous, famous actor and how they would like bully John Gielgud and like slap his <laughs> ass and like jump out on him and stuff. like this. And he met Agatha Christie. Good and of God. course, Agatha Christie, incredibly famous as well. And yeah. and he told a story about how Agatha Christie told him she had to get this custom pair of knickers made so that she didn't chafe her ass on all the camels she was riding in the Egyptian, you know, excavations that she was going on with her, you know, 15 years younger than her husband kind of thing. So, so their sex life wasn't interrupted by the chafing or whatever. It was very... It was. It was. A, a, and obviously, he was in Star Wars. He was in. He's in all sorts. He's in everything. He's done everything. He's met Wait, everyone. He was in Star Wars. Mm. He was in. He met. You know, George Lucas told him he was fucking boring. Apparently. Oh. And you know, he had to spice it up. So he was. Yeah. He was. He was boss Nass in the. He was the. In the pre- yeah. Oh, so exactly. Oh, I didn't even realize. Terrible I know. Fucking so he's done. He's done all sorts of stuff, right? But one thing that that triggered me was 
Uh, and Simon like looks around at me at this point because we were just having a good time. Uh, he was talking about how he loves space. He kept going back to space. And I guess because he's an explorer. I love um, space. <laughs> I love space. <laughs> he does. <laughs> exactly it's like that. so fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> you, this is, oh, it's like, it's like we're here. Um, and he w- would not go on about the James Webb Space Telescope. Okay. So he kept going on about it. Tell me about the James Webb Space Telescope. The James Webb Telescope is floating out in space. <laughs> it's just near the sun. It's a telescope, a James Webb Telescope. Oh. I said to my wife, I said, we have to go to the James Webb Telescope. That's ex- exactly what, exactly the kind of so thing. So I put on my walking boots and off we set. <laughs> <laughs> so he actually says that the James Webb Telescope has been sending, so has been capturing messages from alien, right? Um, it's and, <laughs> and the aliens have been talking to us, right? And of no, course, me and Simon looked at each other like slightly leaving, concerned. Like, at just this slowly, point. like yeah, the just place like, starts emptying out. Just well, pick up my coat and just walk in. Has out lost here. his mind. <laughs> Let's go. The aliens have been communicating with Mister <laughs> Webb for some time. <laughs> It's his telescope. I called him up. I said, James, it's Brian. What have the aliens got to say for themselves now? I don't know that if that's exactly. even a good Brian Blessing. That is really actually brilliant. Hilarious. It's but you know, it's, you, you know who it is. Yeah, I know who it is, yeah. Oh, fuck so, me, So it was, it was a wonderful, wonderful time. A very, I mean, he, I think Brian takes himself very seriously, as you obviously all have to, but he's also aware that he's someone who's basically said yes to everything for the past 50 years. <laughs> yeah. And as a result has done a ludicrous melange of garbage. Yeah, what, uh, he was in, um, what, what commercial was he? Not like, not go compare, but it was like one of those stupid ass, um, comparison, the meerkat ones. Or yeah. He, he did something like that more recently as well. Didn't he? I seem to remember, or well, I don't actually remember because I'm struggling. But. He, I mean, most recently he's been doing the voice of Granddaddy Pig in Peppa Pig, right? Um, oh shit! Is he? Uh, does he, he actually do the voice for him for the yeah, for Grandpa Pig? Yeah. yeah. So that's a that's the thing you, you, you will know him for. But but yeah, obviously, uh, just so interesting and also weird. Um, yeah, he's weird. He's yeah. he's a character, right? One of these old. British eccentrics. He's very unique. There's no one quite like him. And, you know, he's, I think it's his sort of old theatre background and this, this, this very, this idea of his booming voice. Yes. He's full of memes too, right? Like, you know, people meet him and they're like, oh, do the Gordons alive? You know, it's very, um, almost like a, it's a one hit wonder with a couple yeah. of these things. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, That's pretty cool. Had though. a good time. Yeah, had a really good time. Fun. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. 
These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Uh, the other thing the incitement did this week, which was a, a twofer, is I'll be telling everyone about this, but basically, um, Sarah, you both who didn't is out, go to TwitchCon. Together. Have you met Sarah Talk? Sarah Talk, Yog yeah. Talk from from she, she she's in the office now and it happened to be on a wednesday afternoon when simon was in she said oh jaffa cakes have done oh well it was, it was actually Krispy cream have done a jaffa cakes partnership and they they've done a competition to do the best tiktok so simon and sarah were like this will be hilarious let's enter the competition let's make some dumb stuff so they did they submitted it and of course they were the only person who submitted anything so they won Nice. And the prize was to visit the Jaffa factory and see where the Jaffa cakes were made, which is obviously very funny to mm-hmm. us, but also mm-hmm. something we don't really want to do, right? Um, and obviously, the competition is really designed for a, a taste master, right? The, the idea is to find some kid or someone, in some eccentric weirdo in Britain. It's on TikTok, right? So you're looking for a kid, really, who is who loves Jaffa cakes and wants to go and see how they're made in the factory, right? And it's a nice day out for him and stuff. Anyway, of course, we won it. And we won it because we had the most views. I think there were like one or two entries by actual kids. and They got no views, so they didn't win it. Um, they, mm. they Maybe they would have done, but... So I felt a bit bad about that, but not that bad. But obviously... It was like, because Sarah and Simon and the Yogg's cast had, had won it. Like, who gets the prize, right? Who gets to go? It's like yeah. one person. So we talked to the guy, the um, the guys, and they were like, well, look, you don't, Simon doesn't want to come down to drive across to Leicester or wherever the Jaffa factory actually is, you know. Why? So, well, Simon doesn't travel very well. It's not that far. Come on, Simon. This is like once in a lifetime, man. Yeah, I know. Jaffa kick. Inside but, the factory, you could he could have done his own. Uh, yeah, he episode. could do better than Greg. Greg, yeah, Greg he's not fucking Wallace. He's, Greg he's Wallace. not Brian Blessed. He doesn't just say yes to things. Anyway, we basically arranged it so it would be the local, the flagship store in the Bristol area that we'd go there, and because um, they make all the the Jaffa donuts in the back, and it felt like this weird blend of a, a brand deal where we're on our best behaviour, but also they're technically we're technically prize winners, so they're being nice to us, and and they're not sure what we're allowed to film. And so it, it became this kind of slightly odd, not awkward, but we had to, we were both treading quite carefully yeah. about, you know, not not saying anything bad about Krispy Kremes, but no. not also not just promoting it, not doing everything they, you know, not, not just completely going down the marketing spiel route, you know? So yeah, we tried to be authentic as possible while being polite and while being nice because they were very mm. nice people. You know, this nice lady came down from head office who was obviously head of Krispy Kreme marketing in the UK to be sent there from America or something, you know, as, as a, as a, I, th- I feel bad for those executives who have to, you know, be sent from head office to run some country, you know, some country's presence there, but she was nice enough. And then they also brought one of the chefs who sort of makes the new donut recipes and has made, made new donut recipes for the last 10 years. Right. Um, so, so, so they, ha- they were really, really nice and chatted with Simon and chatted with me and, um, it was, Did you it ever was a think at any point that you experience. could have just been like at home in your undies playing computer games instead? Always. I'm always thinking that. Even when I'm at like GDC or anywhere, or, you I'm know, anytime when I'm at the shops, I'm just thinking, man, I, I could just not be doing this right now. I could yeah. just be 
Well, yeah. I had the, exactly that yesterday when a man was uh, shoving a staple gun into my ass uh, for half an hour. So, um, good how lord. Did, and uh, in other news, how'd the hospital appointment go? It was fine. Do, would you like to go on a journey <laughs> deep into my ass? Do you want me to walk you through it? No. Just in case you <laughs> ever need enough, to have a uh, biopsy, a, uh, a transrectal biopsy of the prostate is what it's you called. You know what? The, the name alone... I don't need to know the details. I, if I, if this, ha I'm sure this is something I'll have to do at some point. No, I hope not. I, I would rather go in blind and just not know what's coming. Just, just. I mean, honestly, I think uh, knowing what's coming makes it easier to handle. It's not bad. It's, it is not that bad. It's a okay. little, it's a little uncomfortable, but um. So, so okay, so. The, the the whole point of it is that they put a probe into your ass. It's an ultrasound probe that's got some instrumentation on the end of it. Is it um, like the one that? And I, I don't. I'm sure you've had this where, where they they put it up the up, up the the lady's vagina when uh, when she's pregnant to have a good old look see around there. Maybe, maybe there. possibly. Is because uh, that's that's a big bad boy, right? Yeah. There. Like, well, like, I mean, the, the thing is, you're on Can your side. Can we go side. back to talking about Jaffa Cake Donuts? This episode is not sponsored <laughs> by Krispy Kreme, but I'd rather talk about those delicious chocolate rigs than no, no, but whatever, listen, whatever rigs we're talking about right now. Rather than chocolate rig, oh, yeah. you, know, you don't want to hear about this? It's like kind no, of No, I do, I do. I want to be reassured right. that if I do have to do it, I won't be scared off. Because I think a lot of people talk about these things in a way yeah. that... Um, I, I think my dad had a similar thing. I think he had a prostate biopsy as well, and he was he was like, "Oh, it wasn't as bad as I thought." No, no, <laughs> it is. It's not as bad as you think. But um, I think the the big thing for me was that. So there's a bit of prep. They give you antibiotics that you need to start taking the morning that you're about to have it because if your prostate gets infected, it can be quite bad. But there's a really low chance of it getting infected, especially if you're taking antibiotics. So I had to take an antibiotic, and the thing that I was dreading the most of the whole thing was I had to give myself an enema at home wow. and i didn't know much about enemas uh except for i think i'd seen somebody having an enema on one of those With red like, wine yeah uh, no not Chocolate a red wine or enema. like coffee or whatever no no it was on a, it was on a it was on a tv show like embarrassing bodies or something like that and somebody they just had like a big tube in their ass and you could yeah. see all the chunks of poo coming out like in yeah. the water and stuff and i thought i can't i'm not doing that at home it's going to go everywhere. There's going to be shit all over the place or at least water with, you know, contaminated by shit going all over the damn place. It's not. It's fine. You get like this little squeezy bottle with like a, a little nozzle. You shove it in your ass and then you just squeeze the liquid into your ass. And surprisingly, it just doesn't drip out. Your, your ass just keeps it, retains it. <laughs> It just fills you up with this, like, water with chemicals in it. And then two minutes later, you just take a normal shit. It's just like, you just, like, piss water out of your ass for a little bit. And then just you just, you, your your bowels just empty out. And it's, and it's fine. It wasn't, like, messy or anything. This is the stuff they don't teach you in school, man. They yeah. don't teach you this I, shit. I mean, the thing is, like, teach you, like, I did that. Your taxes. I was like, holy crap. Like, all those times I was constipated, I could have just done this and saved myself, like, a whole bunch of... <laughs> A, a whole bunch think, of pain. You know, uh, I don't pain. think I've—I don't think I've ever been constipated in my life. Oh, I have. It's—it's it's rough. When you finally do go for a poo, it's like it's like a basketball is coming out. It's like it's, oh, it's I think, insane. It, yeah, I definitely are on the side of of runnier rather than yeah. Than, than no, stuck. I, I used to be pretty runny, but now I'm finding I'm finding now like it's more. The older I get, the it's more up. the more the well, more constipated. Well, that's the old fiber tend, balance, the old fiber seesaw. I tend to be not yeah. too much. I said try, try to take some Metamucil, I think. Um, but anyway, so I did that, 
went in. Um, they just give you a gown. You have to take all your clothes off. They give you a gown. They lay you on a bed underneath a big x-ray machine. Uh, you're facing away. And it's nice because there's like a nurse who just stands there with you and has a chat with you because it's a little bit uncomfortable. But they put some like, uh, they put some like numbing gel all around your beehole. Um, and then they put a, uh, they put a, a, a uh, an ass uh, pill, another antibiotic into your ass before they put the probe in. And then when they put the probe in, they uh, inject some local anesthetic into the prostate, which feels really weird. But wow. <laughs> once it once it numbs it all, it's fine because they, then they've got this spring-loaded apparatus on the end of the probe that basically just stabs your prostate to take tissue samples of it, right? Yeah. But they have to take eight. Oh, a minimum of of eight. So it takes it takes a little while, but the sensation is so weird. Like uh, you hear this click, and it sounds like somebody's like firing a staple gun into your ass. But then the sensation, you can feel like this like shooting sensation all up your penis right to the tip of your penis it's really weird good lord yeah it's like a vibration deep within you but like not not a pleasant one so this goes on for like 10 minutes maybe and then he's just like okay did you get a boner you're done no funnily enough because i thought like with all this I never had. <laughs> I've had like asking the important no, no, questions. Yeah. Some, no, it didn't occur to me. I'm thinking. Oh, no, because yeah. you you hear about this, right? You hear like people like, oh, you know, sometimes when they stick their fingers in your ass to to check you or whatever, you can get a boner. Um, your your dick like retreats into a cave, like it goes the <laughs> other way. Like you feel oh. the whole the whole process of somebody examining you and uh, oh, and sticking their fingering so to your hideous. ass and yeah. stuff. Is the is just like the the most anti-sexual feeling you'll ever have in your I life. I think I'd I think I'd get a boner from that. Yeah, but you're disgusting. No, no, there was no 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 boners were occurring. So anyway, um, okay, after the thing was done, um, I just have like a really short course of antibiotics to take, and also I just said be- it's okay because my prostate's <laughs> been stabbed like eight times. Uh, there was a bit of blood in my pee, Gah! and I'm Gah! expecting a bit of blood in my poo. And no! apparently, for a little while, there could be a bit of uh, blood in your cum as well. Oh, so, oh like my it, God. It's like you're right. a vampire or something. Yes. And the blood's leaking for out. For a little like, while, Jesus yeah. Christ. But, so when you said I'd feel better about this process, it's not bad. Because I, when I got home, I peed. <laughs> and and there was like a little tiny now. bit of blood at the end of my pee. And since yeah. then, I peed like four or five times, no blood. All right, Good Tom, Lord. prior to this going out, insert this small warning, okay? What? Uh, what you're about to hear is fucking gross and no, scary. No, it's and not. And we will tell you when it's over. And, well, you, you didn't have to go through it. I went through it. No, it's fine. It's fine. Okay. And honestly, I would say, because I know, I think this month actually, funnily enough, is uh, like uh, like officially or maybe unofficially uh, prostate awareness uh, month or week or day or something. It was recently, but it, it it's really not that bad. And if you do okay. need to get checked... Don't let that deter you because, uh, okay. like they say, you know, because yeah, well, you, I mean, you guys is, hear about Bill this Turnbull is, this recently, is like you know, step BBC five News. Uh, I did hear about Bill Turnbull. He, I was never a fan. He, well, he died of prostate cancer. He's he quite did, young. Yeah. He was only in his 60s. And, um, but he was late. He was late to go in and get checked and stuff too. And may, I, I don't know if he had been earlier to get checked, if it would have changed things or whatever, but it's still best to get in early. So if you notice any change in your, in your regular, habits or whatever it's better to just go in and get checked yep there you go there you go yeah you're also deeper down the the path of of um your higher higher risk you know because they've they flagged up a few things with you yeah but 
let's hope they don't um yeah don't hope find not. Anything too so, so next month uh related to the issues i've been having but not so much to the prostate next month i'm gonna have a, a miniature telescope inserted into the hole of my dick um so that'll be really fun too apparently that is <laughs> fairly unpleasant and yeah no, that, this is like quite fucking couples after. therapy yeah. for, for us though this is it you're getting all of this stuff out we should, you should do you know you what i'm be hoping someone else I, i'm hoping stuff. that they they give me a really good check over they oh. find something that's not overly threatening maybe something i just take a bit of medication for or whatever and that and then i don't need to have it done ever again you know what I mean? Like, I feel like if I get a lot of this stuff out of the way now, maybe I won't need to be uh, prodded too much later on in life. You know what I mean? Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. But you never know, I, I guess. I've been working hard on Jingle Jam. Reach out. <laughs> Good for you. Good. I've been working hard on, on that. And that's been stressing me out a bit. Um, it's been nice to be able to tell you about about this stuff, you know, and just 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 let out some of my frustrations with, with people. Mm-hmm. I think that, I don't know, I'm always quite... Maybe we're too public about these these things, you know. But I feel like this is this is for me, like my, it's like a behind the scenes look, my rant session. Yeah, you know, you get a like a I'm nice never, behind the scenes. Yeah, like I've, I I just it's constantly like bewildering the the responses that I get from people, um, and so interesting. You know, I'm just not used to. It. I assume this is what it's like for anyone who works in marketing or anything like this. But I, I just thought it would be more predictable. You know, I thought the responses would be more predictable. Mm. You know, it would be like these people do that say there's a group of people who say this, there's a group of people who have problems with this. But no, it's just it's all over the place. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. You know, I'm enjoying sometimes it. Sometimes you just, sometimes it. you just gotta, you gotta take the rough with the smooth. Um, you gotta uh, know when to hold them and know when to fold them. And uh, mm. before mm. you know it, mm. it'll be, I'm, you know what, it'll be fine. Like I, I feel like the whole be, thing runs be a big its, one this itself year. at this point, right? Jingle Jam. It's like we're going for like ten years, right? Like, come on! I got there's already nine hundred dollars worth of games in the bundle, so it's bigger nice. than last year already. Nice. nice. This be it might be our biggest year. I'm hoping. Holy crap! It's gonna be. It's gonna be. Well, well don't hype it up know, too much. You know well, that we're all we're all over it. Like I, I love Jingle Jam. It's one of my favorite things to do. I look forward to it. More than I look forward to going to TI, oh, hands down, man. no doubt. I fucking love coming down to Bristol, doing all the streams, hanging out with y'all. Y'all. Uh, I fucking love it. And I, yeah. I love the fact that we look at how much fucking money we've raised and it's just like, wow, I've actually done some something worthwhile with my life. This yeah, is good. Something <laughs> I could be proud of. Something yeah. I could turn around and not feel shame when I explain to my exactly. kids what i was no doing shame. all that time out in the garage you know missed birthday parties <laughs> oh. you know standing out in the rain after soccer practice nobody picking them up like all those times and that here i am just on, crying in the bath i'll be digital like playing on my computer but it was worth it yeah well holy crap i'm glad um I'm glad we did this. Yeah. I'm glad we got yeah, it. I'm, I'm glad, glad we I'm glad we we did this. Thanks for I'm suffering gl- through my torture story as well. Um, <laughs> oh, fuck me. Yeah. I hope you guys can sleep tonight. Um thinking about my <laughs> poor asshole. It's been it's been through the it's been through the, through the ringer. It's been yeah. through the ringer. Yeah, that that's it. Guy. That's it. Oh, yeah. Have you guys been it playing uh, any video games recently? Can we talk have, about some yeah. games quick? That's yeah, a good just idea. Just briefly, we could talk about some games. I played uh, Destroyer U-Boat Hunter. Oh, nice. Last week, that was a sponsored stream, but I was going to play it anyway, which right. is a happy coincidence. Right. Because uh, I played a lot of U-Boat 
where you are the, the commander of a German U-boat. I like those games. I like a game oh, like great. that. Yeah. You should try it. It's really There's fun. There's a game it's, called... It's quite fiddly. I think it's like Barotrauma or something like that. Barotrauma, yeah. yeah. So that's more of a cartoony version. This is more... That was a Jiggle um, Gem last year, and that, was. that's a, more of an Among Us. It's kind of like a like um, a like a submarine survival game, though, right? Don't you have right. to like, fix yeah. the sub? So this is and... you're just the captain of a sub, and you right. control the crew, and you like you know tell them to go to this depth and prepare this torpedo and all the rest. Yes. of it. So it's good. The destroyer game, you're the destroyer trying to hunt the subs. Oh. And it's it's very complicated, but once you get the hang of it, it's not that bad. But it's all it, it's re it's really really well done. It's very dramatic. And they, they've added this sort of theatrical element to it. So you do really feel like you're in a movie. Yeah. I, I recommend it. It was really, really good fun. And But I've also been playing a game. This I normally don't for, go, go for games that are like this. But the name is Solasta, Crown of the Magister. I saw, I saw you, you playing, playing that. that. I didn't actually tune in, but I just yeah. saw no, it so come up in the it's category. Just, it's like a D&D 5th edition rules RPG. With right. you know the proper D and D style combat, turn based. You know you hit this, you use that spell, you use these items, and all the rest of it. Yeah, <clears throat> it's quite hard, um, but it's good. And I was looking for an RPG to get my you know my hands into. That's what I played. I played. I streamed for seven hours and forty minutes. I thought it was like two o'clock. I look up, it's nearly five o'clock. I was like, holy shit! I better stop. Nice. Um, properly got into it uh, because Baldur's Gate three is not out yet. And if you look at the polish. On Baldur's Gate 3, it looks unreal. Like all the cutscenes, the acting, the characters, everything looks amazing. This is like, it's a finished game, but it feels like it was made by like three people. Oh, wait, so maybe it was. The voice acting is pretty bad. Yeah. The animations are pretty bad, but they've got a really fun little game. So I've really oh, enjoyed it. That sounds great. It's, so Baldur's Gate three, Baldur's Gate three is out. I'll be, no, it's early not. Access. No, it's not. I mean, it's, it's you been, can only get to a certain point. I don't want to start. Right. And also, people are saying it gets to a certain point, and then it's like there's been a big new patch. You've got to your, your save files are fucked. You've got to start again. Like I'm not. I'm going to yeah, wait right. until it's 100 release. Thank sure. you very much. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think it's there's a lot of gameplay there though. I did like I did like 30 hours or something, and I was fine. Uh, I think it was it is good. Yeah, I'm hyped for it. The thing I've been playing this week is Railgrade. On oh, Epic. I heard of that. Yeah, is that any good? It's on Epic Game Store. It's made by this Japanese company, and it's basically a it's 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 a classic puzzly train game, right? Where right. each level it's it's old school, right? In a sense that each it's level based, right? And so you almost start fresh every time. You have industries like coal and power plants and and iron and mines and steel and all this crap, and you have to link them together like Transport Tycoon style. But it's really really quick to build the railways. Um, the the way the game works is you get rewarded based on how quickly you do it, which isn't that fun. But right. you have like a prep phase at the start. So mostly you plan out what you're doing. You build most of the infrastructure straight away. Um, it's so quick to throw up trains. There's a lot of different trains that can handle like the slopes, like oh, really yeah. high gradients. And that's a big part of the game. Right. And actually, I think it's pretty fun. Cool. Um, mm. It's not the best game ever, but I like rare. I like I like trains, and it's very pretty. Yeah. Um, and honestly, like for me, I like trains as well. A bit easy, like but... Steam trains. Yeah, there's there's like a bunch of games on Steam called like I don't know Train Train Valley or something like that. Like like there's a bunch of Sweet these Transit games that already is meant to be pretty good. Exist. Too. Is it Train Valley Two? Yeah, Train Valley Two on Steam is basically Railgrade but less pretty. Um, you <laughs> you know I, I 
I I I love those puzzles though, and I love watching yeah, yeah. choo choos, choo, you know, choo chewing, just just gently choo chewing, do, 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 along. The, do the junctions yeah. and and do that, and it's all very, it's just very slick, and so yeah, I, I recommend it. If you, um, um, listen, you like I have been playing. Um, I've been back on played up actually. I've been playing with Hafu again recently, which has been fun. Um, but in between it's, that, it's I played. Game. I played a bunch of other uh, games. I played some Dome Keeper, which is really good. It's Ooh. really fun. Um, it's a little bit. It reminds me a little bit of like uh, Dig and Rig, but um, it's yes, uh, you got a dome does. that you have to That's defend at the said. top. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I played another game called Brewmaster Beer Brewing Simulator, which oh, sounds pretty fun. bad, but no, it is fun, it yeah. is really good. Yeah, I did a hashtag ad on it, which was ah. really nice actually. Like uh, to to do a hashtag ad on a game that. You know, I I, yeah. I thought it was really good. It, like, it is surprisingly, it is, it is a rare never, thing. Yeah, I've never played it, and it I was like uh, it was really nice. Like, well, yeah, don't you they... find like sometimes you get approached to do a, a, a streamer game, and I just think, well, this is going to be a chore, but I'll, yeah, I'll do yeah. it. But like, I, I got one. Yeah. I think last year for to fucking play Tarkov. I was like, yeah, okay, yeah, like, I'll I mean, fucking yeah. play Tarkov. Of course, like, it's, just, yeah. it's just when when that happens, it it, it really it really feels easy. To to uh, to do it, um, yeah, yeah. Um, I played Overwatch two for a bit when it when it released and uninstalled oh, it. I didn't even you know that come out. I did, yeah. I just I played a couple of matches. It has not changed much from the uh, from from Overwatch. It's still Overwatch, and I just thought, man, life is too short. I'm not right. spending another minute playing this miserable game wow. and feeling like shit <laughs> while I'm playing it. Oh, fuck it and so I went and actually found something fun to do. And uh, what I did instead Which was, was I played... have a fucking enema. <laughs> well, that, yeah, was more fun than playing Overwatch. But also, I'd rather go wash my I've been ass playing a game called Brotato, which is... Um, Brotato. It's like uh, Vampire Survivors. It's a Vampire Survivors sort of game, you know? like Oh, where you, oh yeah, okay, yeah. sure. In, you know, in between There's waves, so you many of these your... coming out. Yeah, they're, crazy they're really popular. fun, though. Brotato is super super good too lots of like really fun challenges to unlock like like new little potato men and i this like honestly the, looks like the last thing i would ever play Incredible. It's, it's good though if you like vampire survivors though like i would say if you didn't like vampire survivors don't don't bother but uh if you like those kinds of games where you have no, i to, found like, it so ad ad addictive i like the auto yeah. battling the auto battling limited controls build, like, and, 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 choice. and yeah. you know having to go for certain builds to like get achievements or unlock other things or whatever uh there's tons of that in brotato like there's one there's like a pacifist run there's a pacifist character who has no damage but like you can build him up to be very fast and tanky so he has to run around and you make your money by having having things survive to the end so like when the wave ends everything dies and that's that's when you get your money so it just like completely flips the the gameplay around you know like and there's there's i'd say there's about 20 different potatoes all with their own like unique abilities and downfalls and stuff and it's it's really good it's it looks this like a flash the, game but it's awesome thing yeah on steam there's a one called soulstone survivors that's coming out soon which has been all over reddit and it's yeah. And it's it's basically you know the idea is it's it's a Diablo meets Auto Battler meets this you know oh, yeah I, well yeah style. they they are really good fun I like them a lot. And there's, um, Do you guys want a recommendation yeah. for another Auto Battler? Uh huh. My my friend's son's fan. Dota fans will know him. Um, he him and Jenkins, who's another Dota guy, made a game called Ability Arena, which is right. kind of like Dota Auto Chess. Oh, this is in Dota. It's in Dota. This is like within, about this it's last a custom week. game. I don't think right? we did. Because I, I definitely played it based on your recommendation. Okay, well, uh, it's free. Dota is free. 
If you guys out there want a free game that is a lot of fun and nothing like Dota, uh, and you don't really it's need auto, to know a lot about chess. Dota. It is yeah? auto chess. You select abilities, but... you build abilities for your lads, you, they do battle. It's good. It's a good little game. It is good. Me and Zylus will be playing it. Yeah. Okay. It's good. Um, it's hard. It is and hard. And honestly, you do need to know the ability draft. You need to know draft. a little bit. Yeah, yeah. You do need to know a little like, bit. Like, you need to know the Dota abilities. But the, and so, I think the fun thing about those games is figuring them out, right? Kind of like Brotato. You figure out the, the builds. Yes, like you, you figure you, it out. It's trial and error, but then it's really satisfying when you get a build that works and, you, and you pass it. So I won my first game of, of Ability Arena the other day. Did won. you? Yeah. And I, I've, I've never won before. I've come like third and stuff like that. Sure. Um, but uh, yeah, I won one. Had the build. Uh, if you are listening to this, Essence Flux, which is the uh, ability that every time you cast a spell has a chance to give you mana. The Gaben version of that, the level nine version of that, extends wow. your range and damage and all the rest of that. And then I had um, Wild Axes, which is the Beastmaster ability at the Gaben level, which has no cooldown. So my Rubik just stood at the back going, zoom, 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 just axing, doing like 10k damage, won the game. Like single handedly, those two abilities won the game. It was nuts. Fighting when, like a when you get combo. that build is really yeah, fun. Yeah, that's cool. That's that's the cool thing. I think that I'm. That's probably what I'm doing wrong. Is I'm not. I'm not looking for those max level. Oh, you've got like, to go for the OP gamers. combos. That's key. Don't buy like. Don't just buy abilities. Like quite often, I'll have a lad who's got one ability. Like he's just got ravage, and then he dies, and I don't care. The main thing is you right. have one lad that is just like super fucking OP, and you spin through the spell lists trying to get him as good as possible because quite often that one guy will win you the fight he's so strong it's like having a like, carry in dota it's like dota yeah, yeah. it's like a carry can i just that's say good a advice. final thought before we all. end no yeah. sorry that's okay. our time it's okay. a one out no no i'm just joking go ahead oh okay um so th this is just a, just occurred to me um when and i, I don't want to come across as sexist here or generalizing or anything else i believe you this to be the case in most most cases shit. Go ahead and cancel me, Sif. You get on the the the, the we I, hate my, 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 my finger is hovering right over now. the cancellation okay, button. Okay, get ready right for now. the cancel button. Uh, when when blokes who are mates with other blokes, right? When your mates are going through a breakup, uh, you might just go, "Don't worry about it, mate. Play more fish than Let's crack on, and you get on Wee, with yeah. There's no counselling. There's no cuddling. There's no long talks about it. It's generally just going to be a ten minute conversation at most. Oh, for most I had, blokes, I had a few of those. I had a few cuddles. Right. No. I know. I know. But I'm saying in general, I think more often than not, blokes won't discuss relationship problems with their mates in anything like the terms that women will. So, for example, a woman's going through a breakup. Her girlfriends are expected to, like, be there for her and, and back her up and, and, and uh, hold her hand and, and get her through this and stuff like that. And yeah. I personally think, you know, that sounds much healthier than what blokes get. And one of the best examples I got of this the other week, I was watching the the Wrexham documentary uh, about how Ryan Reynolds and uh, that other guy bought uh, Wrexham yeah. Football Club. And there's a scene in there, in the pub, in Wales, in Wrexham, and uh, one of the lads says uh, something, oh, where's your bird, blah, blah, blah. He goes, I oh, know, she's left me, mate. And his mate goes, oh, fucking get some box of tissue over here for this. He's crying his eyes out. All right, come on, let's get a pint in. <laughs> and I, these are mates. And I thought that's pretty much how blokes handle it is to just make fun of it and then ignore it and pretend it doesn't happen, which is obviously and not drink healthy. drink it away, yeah. Get a pint yeah. in you, mate. You'll be, you'll be fine. Um, and I just thought that that's weird because I've never had to like be there. My friends never called me up in tears and be like, oh, he's, he's left me, you need to help me. Like it, It's just no. not a thing that, that blokes do. Like you might have a chat about it, 
Um, well, I, I think again, I'm it's, happy it's context, to do that. right? Like, if if you're the one who's brought it up and they've, you know, gingerly mentioned it, then that's the right response. Whereas if they've brought it up to you, they're obviously, you know, you can then like probe and ask them gently if they actually want to talk about it. And right, but don't you don't you think it, in general it. you're not as a bloke expected to sort of be there for these I think, moments? I think it depends no, what know. they want, right? Sometimes they just want to not think about it, so yeah, you know, but they that's don't not bring it up. So my point is it's extremely, it's deeply unhealthy. Uh, and men bury their problems and don't rely on even their best mates. Right. Uh, oh, yeah, I see I'm what you're saying. Like, it's not but healthy. I think that's, that there's got to be a mix of the two, right? You can't think about it and lament about it all the time. At the end of the day, the, the only thing that can heal is time. And so, you know, these we our memories, you know, decay quite quickly. And, you know, within a couple of weeks, you're thinking about other stuff, I think. You know, we're quite easily distracted, is what I'm saying. You know, yeah. going to cyberpunk or you know some 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 you know be a, run a submarine and and you know we we can we, we you need that right sometimes as well to help you through the you need to stay busy. You know that's one thing they always say. Oh, we've got to stay busy. You know, because yeah. it distracts. But that's just the old. That's just the same thing as distraction, isn't it? Um, just a different kind. It's, also, it's, it's, it's a good feeling to achieve things. To, to make, you know, I've I've emailed a thousand people for Jingle Jam this mm. year, which is an achievement, and I feel good about it. You know, yeah, um, yeah. I think it's 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 pleasing to sit on that and say, you know, I did my best, and I and I know that that's sometimes that it's not easy because a lot of the time I will be like, oh, I'm just gonna just not do this today. I'm just gonna yeah play games or watch TV or do something else instead. But then I have the old. Thing of oh, I feel bad because I'm not doing it, and but but yeah, like it's it all feeds back into getting it done f- makes the rest of everything better, you know. I think I enjoy watching a movie more when I don't have the washing up to do as well, you know, <laughs> like all those subconscious hassling things annoying me. Don't you have like a, a member of staff that can do that for uh, you? Oh, maybe, but then I feel bad <laughs> about asking them to do that, you know. What, do the I'm not fucking that job? Kind of person. Yeah. Do your fucking job. Wash this. We do all pitch your in. Wash this. Fucking jobs. <laughs> Everyone. I don't like taking advantage of people either. I think that's the oh. other thing that bothers me. I don't want to take um, advantage of you, right? But do your fucking job. <laughs> Shut it. Just stop right. magging me off. Stop magging me off and do your fucking job. <laughs> You'll have a little cry about it. Get the pipes in, lads. Yeah. Get a fucking box of tissues over here for cry, babe. You won't do this fucking job. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right. All right. Thank you, everyone. Thank, Thank you so much. Guys. Bye. Nice podcasting. Good big big ups for another huge podcast. Well done, yeah, guys. Yeah, fucking massive. Round of applause. Well done. Cool. All right. Let's go. Take it easy. See you Eat later. Be good to each other. We Bye. love you. Bye.